dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is yet another episode of Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have a chance to talk to our guest, and our guest has a chance to share about their own perspective, their own values, what they want for themselves. And then you, as a listener and viewer, have a chance to say, how does this apply to me? So I'm very pleased to have on the show today, Lauren Francesca, and I'm going to hand it over to her by asking her the big open-ended question, who exactly is Lauren Francesca? That's a big question. Wow. It is. (laughs) Wow, I am a person <laughs> that has been doing online content, but acting my entire life. And uh, besides acting, I was wanting to go to medical school. So I have a really, really large, I guess, um, attraction to healing and mm. attraction to taking care of people and trying to make people feel better. And I've been able to do that in my content online. And I feel like in movies when you make people laugh. So that's who I am. That was a fantastic answer, especially after the initial, Ooh, that was a big question. So let me ask you this, Lauren, why is healing important to you? Why is it important for you to help people? It just, when you, when you heal other people, you can heal yourself too. And I feel there is so much anger and sickness in the world that I'm a very empathetic person. And I just, I just want to help people. Hmm. And that in of itself, especially nowadays, sounds like it could be a daunting task. Yes. So how do you uh, navigate that specifically without draining your own battery? Oh, it's hard. You know, you always have to, to find uh, things to do to, to relax and to stay calm and just, and just be able to, to have your own outlets. It's, it's really important. Like well, my definitely- dog. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about that. I and mean, of course, if the people are listening to the podcast and hear some panting, Lauren does have a dog that's sitting right there. So <laughs> talk to me about what, who that, who that dog, who is that? And then and what, what do they mean to you? Oh, he is my child. He is my best friend in the whole world. And I adopted him 14 years ago mm. and he has just been, I'm going to put him on the floor though, because he is not like happy right here. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, he had open heart surgery a few years ago and then he had cancer. So he's a constant, you wow. know, I'm constantly taking care of him and making sure he's okay. Yeah. I mean, and clearly uh, it's a mutual relationship, right? He, you obviously benefit from his company. Oh yes. Yes. Having a dog is the best gift anyone could have. Fair. And that was a great, uh, great comment to make there. So before we started talking about him, uh, we talked, you're talking about having outlets. So mm-hmm. you're talking about, outlets are important to you. Otherwise the empathy that you're showing to everyone else could start wearing you down. Yes. So, yeah. So talk a bit about some of that. What, do you, what else do you do? If you think about outlets, it's where you plug things into, to, to get power, to get, to get energy, to, to turn on and by having other things in your life and, and doing other things, it can give energy to you to, to bring that to the main things that you are passionate about and also to yourself. So I have a lot of hobbies. I like to garden. I like to decorate my house. I love to go shopping. I have so many hobbies and that makes it that much easier when I have to live on a set for a week and be in a character and just have all these crazy things going on and happening and be calm because it's, it's very important to stay calm at all times, no matter what is going on. 
Yeah, that's a great point, right? Because you have control over that. So how are you able to do that, right? Even in stressful situations, how do you maintain that sense of calmness? It's, it's really, it can be, it can be, uh, it could be, it could be hard, but I think it's something that I was raised. My mother is a very calm person. So she raised me to, to stay calm because um, I'm not the type of person I've seen people who kind of just go off the, ha- the, the hanger and just, you're just like, Oh my God, like, who is this person? Um, so I was raised to, to always control myself. And even when I'm feeling like, ah, just to kind of take a deep breath and just know that it could be worse is something that I always say to myself, well, this is happening right now, but it could be worse. Hmm. It's almost like a mantra that you tell yourself. Yes. It's my mantra. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Do you have any other mantras that you incorporate into your life? Well, I did a transcendental meditation. So they give you a mantra, which is really cool. Um, But I also, I also try to give myself affirmations and just be grateful for everything. I always try to be really, really grateful because I feel like the more grateful we are, the more that we receive from the universe. So Fair. No, I think that's actually a great theme about uh, giving that gratitude because oftentimes, especially when things are going well, we don't always take the time to do that. Yeah. Cause when you, when you're more thankful, more things will come to you. Hmm. So like Sean's you, movies. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, so they just keep coming <laughs> because you're obviously getting it from the universe because you're giving it out to the universe. Well, yeah. I want to talk about that because you know, that, that sort of attitude of gratitude, which actually has come up a couple times in some of these shows um, it's an important element, you know, not only just for the universe, but to make yourself feel better. So I'm wondering, like, is it something you set schedule time to do? Like, how do you, incor- how do you, how do you incorporate it into your day to day? You make it a habit. That's, that's the main thing. I, I, one of my favorite YouTube channels is uh, law of attraction solutions. And he just, I, I followed his videos for a really long time because just being a YouTuber, you have the certain people you watch, cool duder <laughs> and law of attraction solutions. And one of the things they say is like to, to like, as soon as you wake up to, to say these affirmations. So you're starting your day on a positive note and keeping habits of affirmations because it's so easy for people to go into the negative. But if you go into the negative, the negative things happen. So you always have to be positive. Everyone always asks, how do you get so much work? How do you have so many followers? And it's just, you have to stay positive. Yeah, I think that's actually a fantastic point. I think about that. And I think um, making it a habit is an important part, right? Because as human beings, you know, we, we, the reason why we're able to survive day to day is because we make things habit where you don't have to really think about it as much right? It's the, there's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but he, he basically talks about almost rewiring your brain to incorporate more positive activities into your life. Um, and it sounds like that's what you've done with gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's talk about the medical school thing. And I think that's a great mm-hmm. uh, connection that you made as far as helping people. So talk a bit about your journey thinking about that. And then obviously maybe you went down that pathway, obviously you took a different pathway. Talk about what that was like. I always kind of battled with being a performer and then, or, or going and having a traditional nine to five job because I am very practical, even though I'm, you know, performer. Um, but I watched my parents in show business just go up and down and it's just, it's so much heartache. So I went to performing arts high school. I was auditioning as a kid and I just, 
my whole mom's side of the family, they were all doctors. So as a kid, they were like grooming me to be a doctor. Mm. Uh, my, my grandfather's an osteopath. So they believe in like healing, um, like as a whole, like I was just always taught that, you know, a, a bad foot could lead to a bad knee could lead to a bad hip. And that's why you have a bad back, all those things. And they would teach me massage therapy because a lot of osteopathy is, is massage work and just like, just putting, placing the boat, make sure your bones are, are in place. And so that's what I wanted to do. I, so I, I was president of my honor society in college. I had a full scholarship. I was given the choice of working right after high school as a professional dancer. I was a professional dancer for about 15 years, I, it, along with the acting, because my parents were musical theater people. And I just, I got a full scholarship to college and my, you know, my, I did, you know, I graduated, I was like third in my class. So they were like, you have to go to college. You can't just take this job after high school. So I ended up going to college and being the president of the honor society and the women's association, wow. I graduated with like 3.9. So I couldn't, I could have gone to, to medical school, but I just, I missed acting. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's uh, you know, you knew where your passion was and you missed mm -hmm. it. So that's why you chose to continue down that road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is your biggest challenge as an actor? My biggest challenge as an actor are the ups and downs of it. Okay. because it's the highs and the lows and it's when you're on set and when you're doing a project it's like the most amazing feeling amazing experience ever but then when it's over it's just like well what am I doing next so that's part of it even though now I'm like in the last like in the, since the summer I've done about six different projects so I'm working yeah <laughs> this, right. this week I'm off so it's just <laughs> I got an audition coming which is good yeah but it you know you feel it you're like why aren't I on set? You always want to be on set. Right. So how, how do you deal with that whenever you have those lows? I try to do, that's why I do social media. Cause I, mm. I get to perform to <laughs> my audience of, you know, I have millions of fans on Facebook. So I just, I perform to them every day. Right. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And, and it sounds like it's um, something that actually energizes you. Whereas. Oh yeah. Maybe, yeah. Okay. That mean, well, the, so the social media aspect, I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause obviously that's a big part of your life. I mean, how did you even get into that? Well, I had during college, I was auditioning and doing school at the same time. And one of my friends was on this web series called Barely Political Key of Awesome. And I saw it, I saw her on there. Of course, I, you know, did the early days of social media, but I saw her on the web series and it was like around 2007 and it was first becoming a thing, YouTube. And mm. she started getting, she did SNL, she started getting all these jobs. And I just saw it. I'm thinking this is the way of the future. Mm -hmm. And I tried everything in my power to manifest myself. I was reading the law. I was reading the secret at the time. So I was just trying my hardest to manifest myself a part in the web series. And I had three different people that I got to connect me. And then finally it was an ad on Craigslist of them looking for somebody and applying for it. And then they didn't end up hiring me for that, but I kept in touch with them. And then they brought me in for something else. And then I got it because I was just, I, I knew, I knew that I had to work with them. It just was this weird feeling where it's like, I have to work with them. And the videos I acted in with them were getting like 20 million views in a day. It was crazy. I was doing, I was on 2020. It was an entertainment weekly. Oh my gosh. Like, ex-boyfriends were sending pictures of me in the New York times and like daily news, like, like, wow, Lauren, look what you're doing. And I'm like, yes, I've made it. The ex-boyfriends are calling. 
that's your measurement of success right there, apparently. Yeah. Just okay. making them jealous and, and you know, regretful. Breaking that's right. My heart. Right. <laughs> Obviously you have a pretty big drive there to, to yes. make sure you get that. No, I think that's great. I think, well, and I think, you know, when you look at, let's say your, your life since 2007, you know, we, we don't have to go that back that far. Let's say in the last 10 years, how, <laughs> yeah, right. Let's ten, 10 years. How, how has your life changed? I mean, what's different about you now than the Lauren Francesca from 10 years ago? About 3 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> Another, uh, Way to quantify that success. It makes sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have a house now. I had like I had an assistant at one point helping me with the social media stuff. Sure. Um definitely, definitely uh had some interesting stalkers. Um oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's like great things. It's it's honestly, I was acting back then and I've been I've been auditioning since I'm like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So that part of my life has not changed at all. There's still <laughs> lots of auditions, lots of great, happy things, and then lots of disappointment times. But for the most part, I'm working consistently, which was something in high school. I told myself, I was like, okay, if I'm not booking consistent acting, speaking work, I can't do this. So sure. That's it. Again, I love how you have yeah. these goals for yourself that are measurable. So I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so yeah, so your, the, your lifestyle, your assistant followers, those are all things that have changed in the last 10 years, but what about you as a person? What have you learned about yourself in the last decade and what wow. ways have you changed? So much. I feel intuitively my, my intuition is definitely there. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that we all know things about ourselves and we all feel things about ourselves, but we only begin to realize them the more we kind of grow into our own shoes and mm-hmm metaphorically, even though I stopped growing when I was like 13, um, <laughs> I definitely have been, uh, seeing things about my own like personality and aura that I didn't, I wasn't able to see as a kid, but it was always there. So I think I'm a little bit more, um, intuitive and a little bit more understanding, uh, definitely of other people, because when you first kind of become fa- famous, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the weirdest kind of internet stuff is like, it's just a, definitely, it's like a shock hits you. Mm. So it's definitely been, um, humbling experience because it's just, you know, you can have, you know, big jobs and lots of followers. And then like two weeks later, it means nothing. So you know, just, hmm. you always have to be nice to people and you always have to, I'm, I'm really giving. And I feel like that's really, you know, it's just, it's just my nature. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. That was, that was very introspective. Obviously you have noticed the changes within yourself um, and especially the humbling part of it. I think that that's a great point. Right. And also the point that it could all go away at any given point as well. Yep. So you I get mean, deleted, you know, or uh, the platform like Vine could just disappear. So then you're within what happens. Right, right. I mean, that's in of itself. I mean, it, it also sounds like you don't get caught up in worrying about it either. You can't. Hmm. So what does worry you? Is there anything? George. George. Six. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if so but Family. Let's, talk, let's talk more about that. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly? Well, my family's so important to me. So I just want to make sure they're okay. That's why, even though I live in LA, I spend the majority of my time in New York. It's crazy. I have oh. a house here, but I do. I'm most of the time in New York city, uh, with my family. So, cause they're really important to me. Right. And obviously 
that worry about things happening to them is something that uh, could be on your mind sometimes. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Okay. So how do you cope with that worry? Cause that's something that could burden you. Oh, it's hard. Meditate, lots of meditation and calling. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, they say that when you get older, you, the roles reverse and that's totally mm. it. Like they had a flight delay, like last week when they were going away and I just had to, it's like calling the airport. Cause the plane like couldn't land or something. And I was like calling the airport every 10 minutes. Like, like where are my parents? You know, oh I gosh. felt like, I'm like, this is what they felt like when I was a kid going <laughs> to clubs and stuff. Well, I think that's a, a pretty insightful comment. Uh, so again, it goes back to what you said earlier, no matter what's going on, whether you're being potentially drained by giving empathy to everybody, whether you're worrying about your parents, it sounds like always doing those, the meditation, the outlets are the way to sort of be able to cope and move forward. Yeah. And just to try to stay positive in a world of chaos is really, really yeah. the, the majority of like, okay. Well, and do you ever find yourself kind of being drugged down into the chaos and negativity? Um, I mean, it's a constant thing. You turn on the news and it's just, it's like, you know, tears. I just start crying or you watch a movie and it's just like, why did I watch this movie? Um, it's, it's always there. It's life. It's, you know, a a few weeks ago, I lost one of my really good friends, but it's being able to, to remember them and, and just try to stay connected to their memory. Um, that's the, that's the hard part. It's just, you know, keeping positive and taking time because it's hard to, that's the thing about social media. It's hard to stay positive on the camera and talking to an audience when other stuff is going wrong. So I always, I always take breaks. I take, I'll take a, I'll take a, a few days off if, if I need it. I can't fake a smile or fake a, a TikTok dance video. Like, well, and I think that's, that says a lot, right? You know yourself, you know what your limits are, and you know that it's okay, like you said, to take a break. And I think that's, that's a fantastic philosophy and strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting close to running out of time. So I want to kind of get your two, I have two questions for you. The first one is, you know, we talked about the past and what Lauren Francesca has been doing the last 10 years. What, what are you striving to be moving forward? Well, I am kind of, you know, everyone always asks like, what do you, what do you really want to do? And I I just, I love making my own projects and I'm so excited that I've been Mm. able to make my own projects. Uh, Now I just produced a few features this summer that are really excited about. I'm super excited about Amityville Karen, a lot. One of the movies I did with, with Sean and Sean, Sean C. Phillips, uh, cool, AKA cool duder. Um, He cast me as Karen, which was really fun. And we're we're actually going to direct a movie together, which is epic. Uh, we met doing a YouTube sketch with this guy, David Camfield, like mm. over 10 years ago. It was so silly. And uh, we were doing a, actually it was a movie. And then I shot some YouTube videos with him and we always stayed in touch. So this year, as he's doing his first movies, he's put me in them and now we're going to be directing one. So that's definitely a goal is to, to just keep making content. I've produced a bunch of movies now and I, you know, been producing content on YouTube for years. Mm -hmm. So just to produce more content and to, to, you know, make it to, to bigger places, bigger networks, bigger, you know, Mm. bigger, bigger projects. And uh, you're definitely moving forward with that. Yeah. <laughs> so my follow-up question then to that is, so what does all that mean to you? Why is that important to you? It's just when you set a goal to, to do things, it's just, it, it's like, okay, I can do X, Y, and Z. It's my purpose. And my purpose is to put out content that can affect people 
on, you know, multiple platforms, multiple places and being an actor, it's, it's such an escape. You get to, to be different characters and be different people. It's, it's, it's an art. So it's sure. just like my, my release. So I just, I love making art and being, <laughs> being an adult <laughs> and being able to just create art all the time. It's pretty cool. So amazing. Okay. Well, thanks for kind of delving further into that specific question. So it sounds like it's important to you because you, as going back to your theme from before, you want to help people and you want to entertain people, which helps people in their own right. You also want to do it because you like it and it's an outlet in some ways as well. And it's just that creative process and creating art is also important to you. Yeah. Fantastic. Last question then for the listeners and viewers out there uh, who may be listening in, I'm wondering what advice Lauren Francesca could give them on their lives, you know, whatever advice you feel like you want to give. I think that the most successful advice that I was given, and at first I was wondering why somebody said this to me, but it's don't give up. Just don't, don't stop doing something that you love to do. And as a performer, it's so easy to get discouraged. You always hear those stories about the actors who were about to quit. They were about to give up and they got that big, big role. And I just feel like it's all perseverance. And if you don't do what you love or what you really want to do, you're going to regret it. So just keep going for it and just keep putting your heart into it. And if this is something else that my friends from law of attraction solutions always tell me, if not that something better, there was a really big job I had a call back for, and I really, really wanted it. And they just kept saying, if not that something better. So as long as you think about that, when you're doing it, you can achieve anything that you want that you put your mind to. That's a lovely bit of advice. And I want to thank you for, for sharing that. That's um, lovely, but also powerful. And I think relevant to a lot of people. So thanks for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah. And of course, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, scheduling the time and being on the show today and uh, for kind of talking a bit about um, you and uh, what you've gone through and what you hope to be. Thanks. It was a blast. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And of course, I do want to thank all the listeners and viewers out there who tuned into Brainboro today. And on behalf of Lauren Francesca, this is Mark D. Valenti. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>